third-party rankings are no guarantee of future investment success. Working with a highly rated advisor does not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a high level of performance. Investment performance is not an explicit criterion because clients' investment goals differ. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Generally, rankings are based on information prepared and submitted by the advisor. Statements saying that we told our clients to be out of the market in 2008 refer to recommendations made by MMWKM's principals while employed at Eagle Strategies LLC. The team that manages accounts at MMWKM are the same individuals with that responsibility at Eagle Strategies and at Cambridge Research from 2009 to 2011. MMWKM was created in 2011 and uses the same exit strategy. A more thorough disclosure of the criteria used in making these rankings is available by contacting NMWKM Advisors, LLC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters. And here's your host, Ken Moray. We're in the money. We're in the money. We've got a lot of what it takes to get along. We are in the money. The skies are sunny. And old man recession, you are through. You have done us wrong. Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to Money Matters with Ken Morafe. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. And this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We're going to talk about the inverted yield curve. Oh, no, the end is coming hope the world is coming. We're going to talk about inflation. We're going to talk about social security. We're going to, you name it, we're going to talk about it and we're going to have more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all of this boring financial stuff. And this week's going to be no exception. We have an absolutely fantastic show lined up for you. But before we go one step further, let me introduce myself. I am Ken Morayf, the host of Money Matters with Ken Morayf. Well, thank you, Jack. And I am senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. And uh, we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning, which means that we work with the most wonderful people in the entire universe. We work with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And if that is you, then uh, this show is designed for you. Our website is rpoa.com. And if you go there, what you'll find is we podcast the show. You can subscribe to it. We have videos. We have articles. We have all kinds of information and content for you. You can binge watch, binge listen, binge read. How about that? All three of them at the same time, maybe even. And uh, you, I hope you'll get lots of good stuff. And uh, our goal entirely is for you to enjoy your second childhood without parental supervision. It's what we call your retirement. We want you to have peace of mind. We want your money to last as long as you do. And if we can accomplish that for you, then we've done a good thing and we're happy to do it. So I'm glad you're with us. I hope you're having a fantastic weekend. So let me go over with you what we're going to talk about on this, our weekly excursion into the land of retirement planning. So first of all, as I just mentioned, the yield curve inverted. Well, first of all, I'm going to explain what that is and why anybody cares. Uh, and then I'll explain why maybe you shouldn't care that much. But then also, we're going to tell you why the sky ain't falling. Okay, It's not the end of the world as we know it because the yield curve has inverted. But we'll explain all of that. And we'll have more fun, as I said, than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about yield curve inversions in just a moment. So we'll talk about that. Also, 
uh, this week, I want to talk with you about a question that comes up frequently uh, with clients and prospective clients, and that is, should I pay off my mortgage? You know, interest rates are rising. Um, we, we have low interest rates potentially on your mortgages right now. Should I pay off my mortgage or not? I'm heading into retirement or I'm already retired. What should I do? Well, we'll answer that burning question for you in, our, in the show later on. Now, also, as we do every week, want to talk with you about Social Security. And uh, you guys are awesome. You send me your questions, and I endeavor to answer them on the air. And uh, so if you, would, uh, if you want to send me your questions, my email address is ken at rpoa.com. And uh, what I'll do is I'll, I'll be happy to answer them if I can. Now, if you send me a really hard one, I'm not using it, okay, because i got to look good on the air. I can't, look, I can't look like I don't have all the answers. No, I'm just kidding. So send them to me. But this week, we're going to talk about should you take half of your spouse's Social Security or should you wait until you're 70 and take your own instead? Okay, that's a question that was asked, and we have a, a, a lot of stuff to talk about when it comes to so maximizing Social Security. Now, also, I want to go over with you a question that I get asked often with regard to our uh, philosophy. Now, our founding, uh, foundational, I should say, philosophy of how we manage our clients' money is growth is important, certainly, but protection of principle is even more important. And so we have a, 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 a strategy we call invest and protect. And this strategy is one where we say, you know what, it's time to sell, get out of equities, and sit on the sideline. And one of the questions that I get asked is, well, what happens if you sell, and then when you go back in, you buy back in higher than where you sold? Is that a bad thing? I mean, that's not good, is it, Ken? Well, I'm going to explain to you why it depends on who you are. If you're over 50, retired, or retiring soon, I'm going to tell you why you shouldn't even care about the answer to that question. All right, so we'll go over that with you later on in the show. Now, you know what? Most shows would stop right there, Jack. Most shows would say, hey, if we did just that, we have done more than our, fit, than our <laughs> listing audience could possibly want from a financial show. I love it. Yes, we do love it. But on this show, do we stop right there? Do we only go where people expect us to? Of course we don't. We, we boldly go where no financial show has gone before, and therefore at about 10 till, we will have our estate tip of the week. And since I have a brand new grandson, this is uh, this, the estate tip this week. It's kind of near and dear to my heart, and we're going to talk about creating a trust for your grandchild or grandchildren, and how does that work? Do you want to or not? So we'll have that for you at about 10 till. So I hope you'll stay tuned for the entire program. I got to tell you a little update. My, uh, my grandson, incredibly, is now almost seven months old. Oh my gosh, time flies so fast. Um, his name is Nathaniel. And uh, he has his two front teeth, the two lower ones. Uh, he's got those. They came in. My daughter sent me the picture. Man, they come in fast. So we're going to head down there to the, for the weekend to go visit with Nathaniel and uh, see the two front teeth. We're all excited about that. The whole family is up, uh, is up in arms about the, the two front teeth of Nathaniel's. So anyway, let's talk about um, the yield curve and what that means. So the yield curve, the reason why it gets so much attention, is that it has predicted the last six recessions in a row, okay? So therefore, it's 100% accurate at predicting recessions. And so therefore, we need to pay attention to an indicator that is that accurate, right? Well, yeah, we should. But 
as with all things, the devil's in the details. So yes, the yield curve has predicted that, the, the, well, before I go there, let me explain what the yield curve inversion means. So there's two kinds of interest rates. There are the short-term interest rates, which are the interest rates that the Federal Reserve controls. So when they raise or lower interest rates, those are short-term interest rates. And then there are long-term interest rates, which are what drive mortgages and car loans and all that other stuff. And those are set by the market. So let's say that you're a bank and you're going to give somebody a 10-year loan or a 30-year loan. What you have to do is look into the future and say, what do I think interest rates are going to be in the future? Not what are they today, what are they going to be in the future? Because if you underestimate that and you don't charge enough interest, then if interest rates are not that high in the future, then you're going to lose money. So banks and lenders and all those people that, uh, that deal in longer-term interest rates have to think about the future. So that is usually reflected in what's called the 10-year Treasury interest rate. So the difference between the short-term, which is the two-year rate, and the 10-year, if you picture a graph and you connect the two dots, if it's rising upward to the right, then it means that long-term rates are higher than short-term rates. If that's the case, you have what's called a healthy yield curve, a rising yield curve. Now, if, on the other hand, long-term rates are lower than short-term rates, the market is saying in the future interest rates are going to be lower than they are today. And that is called an inverted yield curve because it's upside down. Short-term rates are higher than long-term rates. So what does that mean? Well, usually what it means is, is that inflation is coming, or rather inflation is going to be going down, and therefore the Fed is, not, is going to be lowering interest rates to stimulate the economy. Well, the opposite is actually happening right now. The Federal Reserve is raising interest rates, and inflation is high. So what the bond market is saying is that in the future, inflation is going to be much lower than it is today, and therefore rates are going to be lower. So let's go back to the ability for the inverted yield curve to predict recessions and therefore bear markets. As accurate as it is, it's not a good market timing tool. Okay, it's not something you should react to because going back to 1965, we've had, as I said, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times that the uh, yield curve has inverted. And in those eight times, the average time before the recession started was 18 months later, a year and a half later. Okay, so that means that if averages hold, this recession will hit a year and a half from now, which puts us almost into 2014. Now, the other thing is, what is the average gain in the stock market from the time that the yield curve inverts to the time when it peaks and starts to go back down again in a bear market? The answer is also 18 months. Why? It coincides with the recession. But here's the thing. The, the, the S&P 500 index, the stock market, on average during that period goes up 19%. So basically what the yield curve inversion is telling us is, if averages hold, that over the next 18 months, the stock market's going to go up another 19% before the recession starts. So everybody needs to calm down. Yes, the yield curve inverted. And yes, it's a very accurate predictor of recessions. But it's not, if, if the averages hold, it's not going to be like tomorrow where all things start going to heck in a handbasket. So everybody calm down. It's okay. 
Now, having said that, do you have a plan for when the next recession comes and when the next bear market comes? Are you, are you there? Uh, if you're not, if you don't have a plan for that, you know, if you're over 50, if you are retired or you're retiring soon, there's a kind of risk that is super important for you to be aware of, and that's called systematic risk. Okay, and what that means, I'm sorry, sequential risk. And what sequential risk means that if you experience large losses early in your retirement or before you retire, then your ability for your money to support you for the rest of your life is significantly impaired. In some cases, it's not even possible. So protecting against that is super important. So what I encourage you to do is go to our website, rpoa.com, sign up for our seminars, learn about our investor protect strategy, uh, avail yourself of information to protect your retirement from the next market crash. Our website is rpoa.com. All right, I, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to answer should you pay off your mortgage or not? So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. Yes, indeed. And we are the bonanza of the airwaves. We share with you the golden nuggets of retirement planning information every week at this time. I am so glad you are with us. I hope you are having an absolutely fantastic weekend. I hope everything is coming up roses for you. And uh, this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about Social Security. We talk about inflation. We call income taxes, estate planning. You name it, we talk about it. And we try to have more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all this boring financial stuff. And uh, our firm is Retirement Planners of America, and we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning, as the name implies, which means that we work with the most wonderful people in the entire universe. We work with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And if that is you, then uh, this show is designed for you. Our website is rpoa.com. And uh, if you go there, you can subscribe to this show. You can podcast it. It's free. You can also get our weekly market alert video where we give you our, our uh, thinking on what's going on in the markets and all of that. We also have lots of other kinds of videos, seminars, articles. You can binge watch. You can binge listen. And you can binge read on our website. You can occupy a lot of your time in a positive way. So our website is rpoa.com. I encourage you to go there. Um, this is the part of the show where I want to talk with you uh, about our philosophy, which is that being essentially as bulletproof as you could possibly be financially is, in our view, one of the most important things. And so right now, the, the, the question that I'm being asked by uh, uh, people is, should I pay off my mortgage? And I want to answer that. But one of the things that's happening, as you guys know, is that interest rates are going up. Mortgage rates are going up. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there's a lot of people that are not happy about that. Well, anyway, <laughs> so that's a good drop there. I like that one. But anyway, um, yeah, so, so should you pay off your mortgage or not? Well, you know, the way we look at it is this, that when you are retired, so should your debt be retired. Okay, so basically what I mean by that is that when you retire, ideally, we would like to, ha to see you have no debt at all. No credit cards, no mortgages, no car loans, no debt. And why do we think that's a good idea? Well, 
Let me start off with why people think it's a bad idea to pay off your mortgage, pay off your debt. Well, because interest rates are so low right now that you could uh, invest your money and you can do better. So if you think about what you're doing, if you pay off your mortgage, then you're extinguishing a debt and let's say your mortgage is uh, 3 or 4%. Well, if that's the case, then you're paying off a 4% uh, uh, interest rate, which essentially you're investing your money at that 4% when you could invest it elsewhere and make a higher return. And therefore, it's not a good idea mathematically. However, as with most things when it comes to your retirement planning, it's just not the mathematics. It's also the, uh, the rest of the picture, if you will. And so in our view, if you, it, it, what you're saying when you're, I'm going to pay off, I'm, I'm going to invest my money and not pay off my mortgage, and I'm going to use my returns to pay the mortgage off with it, is you're saying that your investments are always going to be able to pay for that mortgage payment. And in our view, that's not a guarantee. There are no guarantees that you will be able to use the money to pay the mortgage. And if you can't, you know, let, let's go to the worst case scenario. We have another Great Depression, and uh, your investments are doing terribly, and now you cannot pay your mortgage. I'm pretty sure the bank is not going to say, you know, I understand your investments are not doing well. I'm going to forgive the loan. You don't have to pay it anymore. No, they're not going to do that. They're going to evict you. <laughs> they're going to foreclose on your house and take it over. So you'll be out on the street. So we don't want to have any of that kind of risk. So yes, it's possible that you could invest your money and get a higher rate of return than the mortgage that you're paying and, and, and that you're saving that by paying, your by paying off your loan. But let me tell you something. The way we look at it is that in a worst case scenario, if you have no debt, then your utility bill is the candle that you put on the coffee table in the middle of your living room, uh, and your food bill is the tomatoes that you grow in your backyard. I mean, you can survive on very little if you have no debt. So creating that security is, we think, very important. And I'll also tell you that paying off your mortgage, even though you know you have a low interest rate on it, Will, and, and the rate of return you're getting is the interest rate that the mortgage is charging you. So when you pay it off, that's a return on your investment. That's not going to be the worst investment you've ever made. It's not going to be the, the lowest return you've ever made on an investment before. So it's not going to be the worst investment you've ever made. But if you couple it with the peace of mind that having no debt brings – we view it as, you know, and, and one of the things we want for our clients is peace of mind. We want you to have peace of mind. And if you have no debt, that goes a long way in our view to, to giving you that peace of mind. And I'll tell you something else that's really interesting to me. And, and this is just anecdotal. There's no science behind it. But, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years now, and I've, I've uh, visited with many, many, many clients and people and prospective clients. And it's a really weird thing, but their demeanor changes after they've paid off their their debt if they've paid off their mortgage it, it, it's it's literally like they have a different posture their their facial expression is different the color of their skin is different it seems like you know before they paid off the mortgage their skin was a little grayer and then once they did there's like a flush to them they have like a they have like color in their in their face it's it's an amazing psychological event to have no debt and the freedom that it gives you financially from worry, we think it's well worth it. So in our view, when you retire, so should your debt be retired. And until you get there, we need to build a plan to get you there. 
okay? And so should, that's our view, and uh, we'll stick to it. Now, if you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, our website is rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. Now, if you go there, we have a brand new seminar that we've just uh, released recently that I encourage you to watch. It's, it's called Retirement Planning in Uncertain Times, and I would say that fits the bill right now. In that seminar, we talk about the three worst enemies to your financial well-being in our view. We talk about inflation and the best strategies to fight that. We talk about reducing your income taxes, and we also talk about our strategy of invest and protect to protect against the next bear market. We also talk about how to calculate if you have enough money to retire on. We talk about where to get income during your retirement. We talk. Uh, we, we share with you a bunch of strategies on Social Security, when, how to take it, how to maximize, things you should think about. We, <coughs> pardon me. We have we have strategies to reduce your income taxes. So we have a ton of information on that seminar. It's designed for those of you who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. So if that is you, take advantage of it. There's no charge or obligation. And uh, we hope that we can help you with that. So our website is rpoa.com. Visit, uh, attend the seminar, and uh, we think I think you'll benefit from it. So uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about should you take. We're going to talk about strategies for married couples when it comes to Social Security. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayfe. So we are back. This is Money Matters, and I am your host, Ken Morayfe, and I am senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. And uh, we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning, so we work with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And uh, if that is you, you are about to embark on your retirement. We call it your second childhood without parental supervision. We want you to go play. We want you to have fun. We want you to enjoy. We want your money to last as long as you do, and we want you to have financial peace of mind. That's what we are all about on this show. Our firm is Retirement Planners of America. Our website is rpoa.com. If you go there, we have lots of content. We have videos, seminars. We have uh, the ability to meet with one of our retirement planners. We have uh, podcasts. We have t uh, all kinds of stuff to help you to achieve that second childhood without parental supervision that we want you to have. So take advantage of all the resources we have for you and go to our website. Now, this is the part of the show where we talk about Social Security, and uh, it is probably the most a uh, common thing that we talk about with clients and prospective clients. Um, it's one of the most important decisions in our view that you make in your entire retirement planning. Uh, for many people and most of our clients, it's the largest source of income that they have. And so doing it right is very important. Now, one of the things that uh, I want to just tell you about is that if you want to send me your questions, I'll endeavor to answer them. And uh, my email address is ken at rpoa.com. Say, a lot of this is ad lib, isn't it? Um, actually, I ad-lib all the answers, so make sure you fact-check me because probably it's all wrong anyway. No, I'm kidding. So let's go with question number one this week, and it is, uh, I am 65 years old. I am on Social Security Disability. My wife is 63, and she has not started collecting her Social Security. If my wife draws her own benefit when she reaches age 66, would I have the ability to switch to one half of hers if it's higher than mine at that time? The answer is yes, you will. But remember, 
only if half of her your hers is higher than yours okay so that's a thing to remember um, now there's a another wrinkle to that which is called the restricted application strategy that I think you may be asking here that is no longer available okay Congress took that away but in answer specifically to your question yes you'll be able to do that all right uh, question number two uh, this is uh, from a child talking about their parents very interesting my dad Tom is 59 and when he turns 66, his benefit will be $2,724. That's a nice number. My mom, Kathy, is 60, and hers is going to be $936. So the question I have is, according to the new rules, it appears they don't have many options. If Kathy and Tom both apply at age 62, Kathy will get the spousal benefit, although it'll be reduced. She can get half of his, although it'd be reduced. Is that correct? The answer is yes, it would be. So is the best strategy for Kathy to wait until she's 67 and Tom will be 66 to apply? That way she will get the full half of his, right? And would that be what you would recommend for my parents? Well, let me just say this. I would recommend, and I rarely do this, but specifically, I would recommend that you visit with one of our retirement planners on this one because the they are trained in, in looking at the different permutations and how to make the right decision in Social Security. We test them every year on that to make sure they're up to speed. But the reason why I'm saying it with you is that you have to be very judicious when you're talking about this because basically what you're doing is you're making a trade-off between getting half of, of uh, Tom's or waiting until she gets hers at the higher level. Okay, so it's, it's, it's spousal benefits versus delayed credits. So in order for your mother to start her benefits at 67, your dad will need to start when he's 66, which means he'll give up four years of delayed credits. So it might be better for your mom to forget about her spousal benefits so that Tom can maximize his benefit and he starts at age 70. Okay, so it's not as simple to, as a yes or no or that. Or, or that. Okay, so um, with different life expectancies, it's important that you tr take that into account as well as just waiting to start taking Social Security. So if I have not confused the heck out of you with that answer, then I have failed in my job. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because, you know, there are very few things as complex as when and how to take Social Security. And the thing about it is that if you do it incorrectly, you could leave hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime on the table. In the example I just gave here, if she gave up $300 a month over her lifetime, that's $3,000. She lives 30 years. You're talking about close to $100,000 that she would not get if she made the wrong decision. So making Social Security decisions, don't do them by yourself. So if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com. You can visit with a retirement planner, click on meet with an advisor, and if you do that, we'll schedule a time to visit with you, no charge or obligation. Now, keep in mind, we want to look at your entire picture, not just Social Security, so we're going to want to know your how much money you have, when you're going to retire, all that kind of stuff, so we can build a plan for you that has Social Security built into it. No charge or obligation, and we will part friends regardless of what happens. So take advantage of that. It's rpoa.com is our website. All right, we're going to talk about uh, our strategy of getting out of the market and protecting from bear markets when we come back. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. Jack? <laughs> 
The show cannot go on without the applause. You know that. The ego has to be stroked. Anyway, we are back, and uh, that theme song you just heard there, that is, uh, you know, on this show, we like our bonds shaken and not stirred. The other shows, from what I understand, they stir their bonds. Oh, my gosh. James would not be happy. You don't want an unhappy James. It's not good. Anyway, we are back. I am your host. I am Ken Morayf, and I'm Senior Retirement Planner and Founder of Retirement Planners of America. And uh, we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning, which means that we work with the most wonderful, exciting, happy people in the entire universe. And that's people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon, who are about to embark on their second childhood without parental supervision. It's what we call your retirement. And uh, if that is you, then uh, you know you're about to have a lot of good times, and you're going to be surprised at how wonderful retirement can be. Now, the important thing, of course, is to have a financial plan that can keep supporting your life, uh, lifestyle during all of that. And I want to, in this segment, I want to go over with you um, our foundational philosophy of how we manage our clients' monies. Now, we're very conservative, and our strategy is called invest and protect. And the strategy is the same one that we used back in 2007 in November, where we said to everybody listening to the show and our clients uh, to get out of all equities and stay out. And we actually, uh, those who followed our advice, did not lose massive quantities in their equities because they weren't even in them during 2008, during the credit crisis. And many of you can remember still how bad that was. Now, the important thing that having a philosophy of protecting your principal. We have, a, we, we have a philosophy that says that growth is important, of course, but protection of principal is even more important. Now, why do we say that? Well, because if you want your money to support your lifestyle for the rest of your life, then you have to protect against what is called sequential risk. And that's what we do because we work with people who are about to retire or who are retired already. Now, why is sequential risk one of the biggest risks that you face? Well, what sequential risk means is when do you take the big loss? Is it better early in your retirement or later in your retirement? And the answer is it is better later. If you get hit early, then it could cause you to not be able to retire in the first place. It could cause you to have to unretire if you're there already. And as we know, that's not easy to do. Or what it could do is force you to reduce your standard of living dramatically, move back in with the kids or whatever it is. None of these things, I'm sure, do you want. So our philosophy is that you should invest and you should protect what you've got. And the reason why is because that's the money that's going to support you during your, your retirement. So we believe that you should not just buy and hold, you should also sell. Now, one of the criticisms slash questions that we get with regard to our philosophy is, well, Ken, the problem is that, you know, if you sell and then you, you get back in later and you get back in higher than where you sold, that's a bad thing, right? You sold when it was here, you bought back when it was higher, and you missed out on returns you could have made. Now, that's called opportunity cost. And yes, it's true. That can definitely happen, and it has with our strategy, no doubt. But is it a bad thing is the question. My answer is no, we don't think so. Because there's two decisions that you're making there, okay? So let's start with the first one. If danger is facing your retirement, 
if there's a possibility that you could have large losses that could cause you not to be able to retire, that could cause you to have to uh, reduce your standard of living or go back to work after you already retired, those are not good options. So protecting against that, we believe, is the first order of business. So if our strategy, which is mathematical and, and has predicted every bear market that we've had, uh, uh, or it, it, it's told us one was coming, uh, then why would we ignore that? So we, we want to sell and get out and protect ourselves from that. Now, this, that's the right decision in our view every single time. There's never a time we believe that it's not a good idea to get out and protect yourself. Now, the second decision is you're going to buy, right? And we have a buy strategy as well, but it's possible that you get in higher than where you sold. Now, why don't I care? Why doesn't that cause me heartburn? The reason is, is because you have to decide what game you're playing. So if you're in the game of making your money last as long as you do, that is a far different game than the game of I want to maximize my returns and take the associated risk. Okay? So if your goal is to have your money last as long as you do, protecting your money is important. Now, if you get in higher than where you sold, then and you look back and you still have what you sold for you still have your money and now you can grow your money after the storm has passed then the likelihood you're gonna run out of money is very small the opposite is that you don't get out you because you're worried about you're gonna buy back higher or lower or whatever and now you experience a 2008 and believe me folks I've been doing this for 30 years I saw people in Y2K I saw people in 2008 they were devastated by that they could not retire. It delayed their retirement by five or six years. There were some people that could not afford to remain retired and they wanted to go back to work, but their job was filled or they had to cut way back on their standard of living. That's one risk versus the other one, which is I missed out on returns that I could have made. Which one is the higher risk? Which is the worst scenario? Okay, you got to pick which one is the worst one. And in our view, missing out on returns that you could have made is not as bad as having a ba big bad bear market reduce your chances of retirement or cause you to not enjoy the lifestyle that you want. Okay, for us, it's very clear. There's no question in our minds. So we don't worry about where we're going to get back in. We worry first about protecting you from big losses and losing your retirement. Now, if that makes sense to you, if that resonates with you, at least get a second opinion. At least look at what we're doing and, a and ask yourself. So, you know, we were, we, if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com. And when you're there, you can sign up to attend our seminars. We have seminars on retirement planning during these uncertain times. We talk about our invest and protect strategy. Or if you'd like, go directly to the source. You can uh, uh, click on meet with an advisor. You can meet with one of our retirement planners, and they can help you to walk you through your cash flow during retirement. Do you have enough to retire? Social Security decisions. We want to help you to have that second childhood without parental supervision. And uh, if, you, if, it, if we can help you by having you attend a seminar, meet with one of our people, listen to our podcasts, our videos, our articles. That's what we're about. Our noble purpose is to help people to have a successful retirement. So our goal, our, our website again is rpoa.com. So go there and enjoy. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a trust for your grandchildren if you're so inclined. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters and I am Ken Morafe. Anyway, we are back. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. 
Thank you, Jack. And uh, I am Senior Retirement Planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. And uh, we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So it means we work with the most wonderful people in the entire universe. We work with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And if that is you, then this show is designed for you. Uh, our website is rpoa.com. And when you go there, you can podcast this show. I encourage you to subscribe. We also have our weekly market alert video, which gives us our latest thing, gives you our latest thinking on what What's going on and what we think about and uh, I think you'll you'll like that also you can uh, attend our seminars uh, watch videos all kinds of content and stuff there for you so our website is rpoa.com and uh, I hope that you'll go there and take advantage of all I'm that. glad we had this talk well I am too Tom it's important that we did have this talk so this is the part of the show where we talk about estate planning we talk about how to pass on to your greedy unwashed undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor and this week Week. We're going to not talk about the greedy unwashed. We're going to talk about your wonderful and uh, cute grandchildren. And we're going to talk about creating a trust for the benefit of a grandchild or, a, or a grandchildren for that matter. And how you go about doing that, pluses and minuses, etc. So we're going to do that now. But first, Jack, can you play it? I know I'd go from rags to riches. If you would only say you care And though my pocket may be empty I'd be a millionaire of course, that is Tony Bennett with Rags to Riches, and you know the estate taxes and probate and all that kind of stuff, it's actually designed to do the exact opposite. It's designed to take you from riches to rags, and we do not want that to happen to you. So every week at this time, we have our estate tip of the week. <laughs> Yes, we're going to charge into the estate planning world. So this week, I want to talk with you about a, a, a trust for your grandchildren. So let's, uh, let's start with, uh, there are several names for them. We call it a dynasty trust. They're also called generation skipping tax trust, GSTTs. I prefer the word dynasty. Um, and these dynasty trusts, these trusts for your grandchildren, they can be set up as testamentary which means that it's in your will or in your living trust, and it will be created upon your death. So it's called a testament. You read the testament to tell you that. Or if you are so inclined, you can create the trust while you are living and contribute to it and give to it. So what the advantage of the dynasty trust is that it's there for the benefit of your grandchildren. However, there's a nice little wrinkle to it where you could actually make your children, the parents of your grandchildren, the, the, the uh, beneficiaries before the grandchild. Now, why would you want to do that? Well, because what it does is it can potentially avoid any estate taxes when it goes from your children to your grandchildren because the trust itself is already for the benefit of the grandchild. That's why it's called a generation skipping tax trust. You've skipped your children and gave it directly to your grandchildren, but properly worded, the trust can still enable your children while they are living to benefit from the trust as well. So it's also a way for you to have your children inherit from you and then pass it on to your grandchildren tax-free. So either way you want to look at it, it can be a pretty uh, good vehicle. The other thing that the uh, Dynasty Trust does 
is it protects the money that is inside the trust from lawsuits, from divorce, from bankruptcy throughout your grandchild's lifetime. Imagine if you could protect your money from all of those things for the rest of your life. A huge benefit, I think, in my opinion. And the reason why is because the trust itself didn't go bankrupt, the trust didn't divorce anybody, and the trust didn't, uh, you know, hurt anybody and, and be subject to a lawsuit. So the trust, therefore, immunizes the inheritance that you leave for your grandchild uh, for the rest of their lives. So it's a very powerful document. Uh, it can last up to 100 years. There are some states in the union that uh, you can actually have it go perpetually forever. Uh, most states don't allow for it to go forever. They have it last about 100 years. But that should be long enough for your grandchild. So uh, the Dynasty Trust is something for you to think about. And as you guys know, I have a grandson, and uh, that made me think about this for him. In fact, we've already done it. So um, now, before you do anything like this, make sure you talk with an attorney and all that. We're not lawyers. We don't uh, draft documents. All we do is give you the stuff to think about before you talk to your attorney uh, if you wanted to do that. Now, um, as I mentioned, our firm is Retirement Planners of America, and our website is rpoa.com. And uh, I'd like to invite you to attend. We've just uh, started a new series of seminars, and it's, uh, it's called Retirement Planning During Uncertain Times. And I would say that that uh, kind of applies today, wouldn't you say? Uh, in that seminar, we talk about the best investments to use to fight inflation with. We talk about how to protect your retirement from the next market crash. We talk about uh, how to reduce your income taxes. We also go over a whole bunch of ideas on when and how to take Social Security, a very important thing for you. We talk about how to determine if you have enough money to retire on. So we have a lot of great information, food for thought. I think you'll benefit from it. And uh, so you can attend that. There's no charge or obligation. Again, it's designed for those of you who are over 50 uh, who are retired or retiring soon. So it's uh, rpoa.com is our website. Now, <clears throat> if you want to bypass the, the, the seminar and you want to go directly and talk with one of our retirement planners, we're happy to do that with you. Um, you click on meet with an advisor on our website and we'll visit with you. One of the things we'll do with you is we'll build what we call our RCFP, our retirement cash flow plan. We'll help you to figure out uh, how much money you're going to need to retire. It will help you to, to figure out if your money's going to last as long as you do. We'll take into account all the big decisions that you need to make that we can think of. So it's all available to you at our website. It's rpoa.com. Well, you know what? This show's over already. I cannot believe how fast it's gone. I hope you have enjoyed it as much as I have enjoyed making it for you. We'll see you next week, same time, same channel. Bye-bye, everybody. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned. None of this show's content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate 
estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Sound effects or anecdotes should not be construed as an endorsement of Ken Murray or MMWKM Advisors, LLC. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.